it would have been 2018 and my good friend Scott McEwen was doing a, a course at Sydney School of Entrepreneurship. He'd gotten in quite luckily, the story's in the book 18 and Lost because of his friend um, Matt. And in SSE, you got to choose different uh, little sub areas within entrepreneurship or innovation that you could go and do whatever workshop or day focus on. And Scott decided to go into space because there's something he knew about. And one of Matt's other friends, Will, joined him. And uh, it was there that they were talking about not having a second screen from memory, about uh, not having a second screen for their laptops. And yada, yada, long story short, it's how their company Espresso was born. And I remember there's so many stories because so many of Scott's friends from university are also my friends. And I'm painfully aware of how many of them he actually managed to help get jobs um, at the company he worked at, Boig, at the time. They, I was always jealous that they seemed to have a very tight-knit kind of university crew. And I think the other thing that was fantastic about Scott's journey and how he made the most of every, every kind of situation he was in that he would go to the university, talk about the student experience, the complaints his friends had. And because he was so proactive and, sh and showed that he cared, they invited him to, um, to help out, to go to some of the committee meetings, to be involved. Eventually, he became a tutor. Eventually, he even got to run his own subject, uh, which he got paid to do. And uh, I remember I, I came in as the client because it was for our nonprofit work. And so there's this concept of the ecosystem you're in. And that's why today's episode is titled The Campus, Not the Degree. Now, I didn't really make that use of my university experience. I showed up there just for the degree, uh, the big fool I was. I just came to my classes and I went home. I tried to make my classes take the minimum amount of time possible. It's like the minimum viable degree. So eventually, one semester, when I nailed it, I managed to get all my mandatory classes on the Monday, and then I'd do all the lectures from home. And here I was, very smug, thinking I was gaming the system. But what I was really doing was making sure I definitely didn't interact with any people on campus, with any of the other opportunities there, the things to get involved with. I mean, they didn't quite appeal to me at the time, so it's hard to be too critical of myself, but it certainly was not productive. But since then, and learning lessons from my good friend Scott, you know, I talk about this a lot in A10 and Loss, and it's always the example I use around the thousand doors. Uh, helping my good friend Andrew Reese launch his podcast led to me becoming involved in, uh, he, he kind of, I met a lot of the co-authors for our book, so I wouldn't have had them without going to that podcast launch event, uh, which was a, a lovely surprise. And also I would not have found out about, or I would have, I knew about it, sorry, but I wouldn't have. Uh, gone and done uh, the Emerging Leaders program that Akimbo ran and met so many great people, including, say, Liam Hounsell, one of my most important collaborators at the moment I met on that course. And I also made great connections through that um, through the organization of Akimbo that I still use this, this day. Now, when I drive on the road, I'm always very frustrated by people. Uh, people are not considerate. It's not that they just don't let you in. They're very slow. They leave big gaps. They're not, they're not effective or productive. They so often just focus on their own little car and they're not very conscious of the whole dynamics of the road. And I find it also when people walk on the footpath. They're not very effective or productive about it. 
very weird criticism to make of society, right? But I really believe in this idea I heard my friend Marvin say once, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And I think that people are critically poor at navigating things. Day-to-day situations are the micro examples, but the macro examples are the dynamics of life and opportunity. I find it very hard to educate people on it too because it's all stories and abstract examples and often there's not much binding them. But I want you to think about it this way with the simple idea of the campus as the metaphor, the university or the college campus, which is a representation of an ecosystem, right? And an ecosystem is where life supports itself. It's not like a farm where everything's going to be the same. That might be the analogy for our modern education system. But the ecosystem is a thriving rainforest that's self-contained. Everything, there's a cycle of life there. Everything lives off each, each a, a corresponding part. And it's got its own self-restoring cycles. Now, to make this really practical for you, you don't know when you read a book, do a degree, do a course, you don't know if the information you're being presented with and packaged up is being packaged up for you don't know how much if and when you're necessarily going to use it all the time uh, there's always an element of uncertainty that'll never that'll never change but what you do know is that the most important factor in your journey whether you know it or not will always be the people and this is why at constant student we focus on the community the community is the priority no matter what journey you want to go on you're gonna need people and even when you're unpacking or learning new knowledge and information, that has still been synthesized by, you guessed it, other people. And it's been synthesized for a mass audience, not even individually to you. Think about how much more you learn in a conversation with a really stimulating person or a teacher, or when you stay after class and you ask them your questions directly because you still didn't understand when you were sitting in class. Think about the difference between that and when you're just maybe reading something. So people, right? Business partners, collaborators, people who make connections for you, um, people who support you, who remind you why you're doing the things you're doing, who give you confidence and belief. And not only that, but people who make the journey enjoyable. You give to me a course that I do on my own at home on my laptop, which is all these videos and concepts and information, and sure, I'll consider it. But if you give me the same thing and I get to do it with a group of people who are also equally interested and excited about it, how much more would I be willing to pay? Because I know that at the very least, I'm going to make new connections. And that, for me, is uh, far more value. So whatever situation you're in, the question to ask is, how many new people am I really meeting here? Where am I able to provide value to them so I can build relationships? And how can I make the situation, the company I'm in, the university campus or, or whatever, like I did it as a, a course I did, for Christ's sakes, organizations you're engaged with, how can you leverage them as an ecosystem? What, are they, what other resources are they gathering that are precious that you, uh, it's hard for you to find elsewhere? 